Hi everyone, this is Josh Hoffman and welcome to another episode of Masters in Marketing Agency Podcast. Today I have Rick Campbell, CEO and VP of Marketing of the CMS Group in Las Vegas. The CMS Group designs casino marketing, casino management, and operation strategies and solutions for various casinos and resort properties. Welcome, Rick. Welcome. Thank you. So uh, I want to jump right into it um, and learn a little bit more about how you got into the casino space. Obviously, that's a little bit more unique uh, than a lot of the people we talk to. And and I think, you know, we'll start to dive into what's specific about the casino um, industry as well as, you know, what connects to other industries as well. Um, but just really want to hear how you got started in that uh, in that field. Well, you know, Josh, I actually uh, it's a unique story. I I actually was a working sound and lighting engineer for various concerts and, and national acts and, and things like that throughout college. And uh, after college, I thought, well, this would be the career I'd want. And I actually went out to work with a bunch, a couple of different production companies, uh, you know, riding in semis and tour buses around the country. Um, I kind of got burned out on it after a couple of years. And uh, I was fortunate enough that uh, being born and raised in Kansas City, uh, there was a casino that was opening in Kansas City that was looking to put a bunch of concerts and events on. And I uh, actually ended up being a contractor through a production company they were using. And it was great because I could, uh, you know, go do concerts and shows there at the casino. And uh, basically, I'd go in, turn on the sound system, do sound check, have dinner, do the show and turn it off at night and be able to go to bed in my own bed at night. Uh, but the, as I was moving along, the casino actually hired me as their entertainment manager to oversee all the entertainment for them. And started doing promotions, and then there was a change with the casino going through a, a buyout. And uh, at that time, I'd gone to school for marketing, and they said, uh, "Hey, why don't you come on, come on board and take on a little bit more duties of, of marketing?" And uh, ended up being an interim director of marketing. And from there on, I just stayed in the business and stayed in the field. The great thing is, is the entertainment business. Entertainment's always still fallen under marketing, so I've still had that realm uh, underneath me and. And throughout my career, it's been nice because I still go out and, and do sound and lighting sometimes at the concerts just to keep my chops up. But, uh, uh, you know, I get I get made fun of sometimes and they're like, hey, aren't you the v- vice president of marketing at this casino? And now you're standing behind the soundboard. But, you know, it's been fun and it's been a great career and uh, I've enjoyed it. I really have. How did you how did you fall into marketing then? Because obviously, you know, your intro into that space didn't directly have anything to do with marketing. So how did you kind of fall into the marketing space? Well, you know, like I said, entertainment was up underneath marketing all the time or majority of the time in the, in the casino world. And, uh, you know, as I was moving from the entertainment manager, they started giving me the duties of, you know, direct mail, some advertising. And and I just started taking on those roles and I just moved my way on up uh, from there, uh, from that first time of being an entertainment manager. And then throughout the years, uh, all the way up to vice president of marketing at some properties and even at the corporate level. And I guess, how did you end up getting your first customer for your agency? Well, you know, when I was working in the casino industry, it it went on a roller coaster ride. There's a lot of buyouts. There's a lot of bankruptcies. And myself and a a couple of other executives that had quite a few years experience in the casino world, we were like, well, why don't we take our skills and and knowledge and, uh, you know, start assisting some other casinos. And just so happened that some of the casinos we worked at then became our clients. Uh, did you have a partner when you first started or like when when was that point of growth where you're like, okay, this is a little bit bigger than me. I need to start hiring or start need to find a partner or anything like that. 
Uh, like I said, it was a group of us casino executives that got together and, and decided to to form the company. Uh, so we, we became partners. We knew we needed to be a team. Um, there wasn't just one person that was going to lead. In fact, uh, uh, I was voted in as the CEO role uh, not too long ago. And, and, it, and it was one of those things of I, I didn't know if I really wanted to have that role because I was used to being a team. But like they said, we're still going to be a team. We just have to have titles. It seems like you have to have the titles when you're in a business. Uh, let's double click on how you got voted in. What did that like process look like? Uh, it was a round table discussion and uh, <laughs> uh, all the straws got drawn towards me. Uh, <laughs> anything you know, anything it, in particular it, you think was the reason for you getting voted? Uh, no, I think because uh, with my team and with my partners, I, I think it's been great to the fact that uh, we have a large network of casino executives. Uh, we laugh because the casino industry is a is a small industry, even though there's, you know, over 1,500 casinos nationwide in the U.S. Um, it just seems like we're all two degrees away from connecting to each other. And so uh, we always laugh because the big casino conference that's going to be coming up here shortly, G2E, uh, you, you walk along the, the floor and there's, you know, 30,000, 40,000 people. But it seems like you're shaking hands with everybody because everybody kind of knows each other. And I guess uh, holding on to the casino part of everything, um, what do you think really has been the biggest difference between maybe marketing for casinos relative to possibly other companies? And I know you haven't really worked in the other industries, but is there anything that you can kind of talk to that's very different in the marketing side for casinos relative to like CPG or service-based businesses? You know, in the casino industry, it's very data-driven. Um you, you, you really got to have understanding of the data, understanding the, the, the view of the customer, uh, especially in the casino industry, because you feel like you're, you're actually marketing various areas of the casino. You know, you got the hotel side, you got the casino side, you have the food and beverage outlets, you possibly have a spa, you possibly have a golf course. Uh, so you're, you're, you're marketing different brands almost inside of itself. Uh, you have the one large brand that's the resort, but then you also have the brands that are inside of it. Uh, such as your fine dining restaurant or your cafe or or uh, even the Players Club program, which is your loyalty program in the, in the casino, can become its own brand. Um, a prime example is Harris with their Total Rewards program. You know, it's its own brand. Uh, so you're, you're taking each one of these brands and you're marketing the brands and then you're trying to actually uh, complement them together because it's in one you know, in one resort. So you're trying to make the compliment between all the brands inside of it. Do you have any examples? Uh, you kind of were starting on one, but do you have any examples of how the two different kind of brands work together in a, in a campaign? Uh, yeah, for instance, you know, some of the hotels are even flagged. Uh, they got flagships to them. You know, there's a Marriott that possibly oversees the hotel. So you got the Marriott brand that's that you're able to access with their database and be able to, to market to their customers let alone it's inside the resort of the casino itself and then trying to market what's on the, on the property as far as the, the casino floor. And then, you know, you might have a fine dining restaurant, a steakhouse that you're trying to brand and get the hotel customer to eat at that steakhouse instead of going across the street to the casino, possibly across the street. And so you're trying to keep those, those brands in, in front of mind when they're sitting there at their own, at that resort. Gotcha. Uh, and then on the data side, um, what kind of tools are you using? Or, you know, anything, really speak on anything on the data side. What, what kind of data points are you pulling and what tools are you using to pull those? Uh, you know, inside the casino world, there's there's the loyalty program, the player, what we call the player tracking system. And then there's the slot system that takes and actually uh, um, basically, sorry, I'm trying to figure this. 
it, it, the slot side that actually takes the uh, information from the slots of, of what's what's happening inside the slot system itself. But as far as the the, the player tracking, you know, we're, we're actually seeing, you know, the spend on players. We're actually seeing uh, basically their behavior while they're on property, you know, and, and we're trying to reward them with that loyalty program, too, as far as, you know, their spend and giving them some some offers back and 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 possibly points towards their spend and be able to look at the the customer of, of how they're how they're basically going across the casino floor and staying in the hotel, what they're what they're even doing in the hotel. You know, did they did they order a, a king size room, non-smoking? Did they want a certain floor? You know, we're trying to get all these touch points so that we can actually take care of the customer and and understand what their what their expectations are when they come to your property. And obviously, you know, casino world getting pretty impacted with the pandemic and everything. Have you seen any changes over the past few years, uh, either because of the pandemic or just generally speaking, that you know maybe something was ha- that, that worked before and isn't working now? Or have you seen any kind of changes with the pandemic in regards to marketing for uh, casinos? You know. As far as customer touch points, you know, that the it, it's always been tried and true that the personal touch, you know, um, I, I have seen some casinos and, and some actual properties that have gone to the automated uh, check in, you know, if, say for the front desk at the hotel. I'm using this as an example, um, you know, where people can go in, swipe their driver's license or, or scan their driver's license, be able to check in their hotel, get get all their their room key uh basically printed off form right there. The, the downside to that though is, is you still are not having that one-on-one conversation with a human being at the front desk. I still believe in that as being a tried and true, you know, being able to uh, get that personal touch that uh, I think it's a little bit more of a, as I call it, the warm and fuzzy feeling with the customer of, of being able to, to talk to a human than being able just to scan a driver's license and, and, uh, you know, sometimes the machine doesn't even answer the questions that, you know, maybe a customer may have. And it seems that a lot of times the customers then having to wait for someone again, because the pandemic, you know, staffing levels are a little lower. Um, it's nice to have that automated because again, you're, 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 you don't have to rely on a staff, but at the same token, the customer would like to see someone and be able to talk to someone. So I think there's some challenges there when it, when you start looking at beyond the pandemic of trying to go automated and thinking this is a quick and easy way to, to have a customer come in and, and talk to you when there's nobody to talk to at the front desk. You know, it's uh, it's 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 the it's the catch 22 of, of are you trying to save money on the staffing levels or are you actually trying to be a personal customer service? So. Um, interesting because it sounds like you have a lot more kind of going on, you know, sometimes not to say that other ones are easier, but, um, you have so many different avenues and so many different things you have to touch with this marketing plan. Um, how do you keep all your shit together? (laughs) Well, you know, one of the things I've always been a believer on, and this is even working, uh, inside the casino business as, as marketing or outside as an agency, a marketing plan is is not a one person deal or a one department deal. Even though there's a marketing department, when you create your marketing plan, it's a buy in from the whole entire property. So you you have to touch pace with you know the person that's in charge of slots, the person that's in charge of table games, the person that's in charge of food and beverage. They all have to have input into the marketing plan, and they all have to have buy in into the marketing plan. The plan won't work unless you get everybody's input and and everybody's working together on that marketing plan. 
So when you're saying about all these different areas, you know, you're trying to put in the marketing plan, it's because you're looking at the support of those different departments of actually understanding the plan and, and working together on it. Are you building the plan? Is, is one or two people building the plan and then kind of presenting it to the rest of the team? Or is it more collaborative? Or like, what is exactly what does that process look like? Uh, it's more collaborative. I mean, it, 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 you do have one person, of course, that's there to, to gather all the, the information, you know, and to actually put it into a structured form of your marketing plan, which is, your, I believe, your marketing department itself. But again, you're, you're reaching into all the different divisions and all the different departments to work together um, uh, of what the expectations are, what the goals are, and, and, being, and actually the execution of how to execute that plan. Um, you know, a marketing department can't be in every single area of, the, of a resort, especially a large resort. So they, they have to rely on those uh, different departments to actually, you know, again, execute and, and help uh, uh, make that plan uh, right and hit the goals that you're looking for in that plan. Nice. Um, going back to you guys, you know, starting this, what, what was the group number? How many of you guys started this? Uh, there was four of us. Uh, and I, I believe you're, you're bigger than that now, right? Yeah, we're, we're uh, quite a bit larger than that. Um, and actually with some outside services as well, or outside, you know, contract service as well. Uh, well, let's actually first dive into that. What kind of contracted services are you using and, and why do you have those, you know, contracted as opposed to in-house? Um, well, you know, like in-house, we do have a graphic designer, but then there's times when we're going to be needing to uh, look at you know, enlarging that department. So we'll contract out some graphic designers, you know, that, that may be needed. Um, as far as, you know, like the mail house, we don't do actually the mail house, but we actually build the whole mail program behind it. And then of course we, we work with the mail house to, to launch the, the, the direct mail out for us. So what was the, what was the first position that you hired after the four, right? Like you're like, all right, we're growing. Uh, we need obviously some more help. Uh, it sounds like your first hire, well, I shouldn't say, I'm, I'm guessing your first hire might be in-house as opposed to a contractor. What what was that first or maybe first two hires look like and why did you, you know, finally execute on that? Well, you know, it, it, one of them was, of course, back to the graphic designer. We had to bring a graphic designer in to, uh, from the beginning, to be able to, from to the get beginning. the workload. Sorry. Yeah. Got it. Uh, but yeah, so we, we, brought a, we brought a graphic designer in. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we brought a uh, graphic designer in uh, because, again, the workload, we knew we were getting a lot of jobs in that were for creative um, services, and we needed to bring somebody in. And, of course, that person can actually oversee, you know, maybe some the part-time contract uh, designers that we needed and things like that. So it was it was nice to have the one person that could actually oversee all of the creative and, and design work. Um, and especially when the fact is, is that you, you don't want... Um, uh, every single piece to look the same, you know, so we, we, we had to bring somebody in. Uh, Cause I, I'll be honest with you, you know, the four of us, we're not graphic people. We're, we're creative, but we're not graphic people. So we definitely need to bring somebody in on that side of it. The other side was uh, the operations, uh, bringing in someone that could understand uh, a little bit of the operational analytics and uh, working with the operations teams. Did you ever, Did you ever make a hiring mistake either too quickly, not the right person, anything like that? Uh, you know, it it's goes with the growing pains of a, of a business. Uh, you, you do find someone that you think is very, very well suited for a position. And then once they're in the position, you start working with them. 
Uh, you, you, you're just not getting the productivity you want to get out of them uh, that you would or that you'd like to see. Uh, so you, you have to move on. I mean, that's just part of growing up the business and and knowing that uh, the expectations of what you're looking for and then what you want to supply for your clients is to the to the highest level that you're looking for. And and sometimes you know you hire somebody that doesn't that doesn't fit that 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 model that you'd like to have. Would you do anything differently during the interview process, during any part of that process? You know, I, I, I didn't change much of the interviewing process, but, um, you know, I, I should say I, I, I did start asking a little bit more of the, the, the questions that would fit what I was looking for. You know, uh, you know, I, instead of looking at just the background and the experience and the skills, cause we are looking for the fact that our, our, our company has, people that have been very well suited in this business for, you know, over 20 years. Um, and, it, and it looks great on a resume that somebody has over that kind of experience, but you find out that uh, maybe they just don't fit the, the, again, the expectations that you're looking for and especially what you want to provide to your clients. Would you rather hire someone with a lot of casino experience and maybe, you know, is just getting started in whatever you're trying to hire them for, or would you rather have vice versa or somewhere in the middle, but that's a cheap answer. Yeah. Well, you know, with with the with the casino business, you 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 really would like to have them uh, with a, a lot of experience in the casino industry because of the terminology, uh, the understanding of the business. Um, there, you know, the, it again it is a it's a very unique industry uh, from other people uh, for other from other industries. Uh, but yeah, you you want to have somebody that can understand that terminology, and especially like I said, back to being a lot of David driven understanding the data, understanding what we're looking for with customers. Uh, so yeah, you, you look for that casino experience. And on the other side, um, the employees that you've hired that are spectacular, you know, they, they go above and beyond. Is there anything that you can identify either again, during the interview process before that, or even while they start working uh, that you can say, you know, we now look for that because we've learned that that makes a very good employee. Um. I think it's again when they when they can understand the casino industry, they actually can be very personable to you know your clients because they can talk the same language. You know, the client understands; they understand what the client's looking for. Um, you know, the, with the casinos, they 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 want to feel comfortable that when you walk in and they start talking, that you understand it. So, as far as you know, looking for those type of people, and and when we did the interview process, yeah, we, you know, we want to look back, and of course, we we do our own uh, background work too. It's, it's one of those things of, like I said, the, the industry cracks me up because it's so big, but yet it's so small that you can just call somebody up and say, Hey, didn't you work with so-and-so? And they say, yeah. And then you can find out a little bit, you know, of, of their knowledge and skill set as well. So one of my favorite things about any job is naturally going to be the perks that come with, uh, you know, that, that position or that industry or anything. Uh, I got to guess that you have some pretty good perks in the casino world. Uh, are you allowed to say any of them? What kind of perks do you get? Free hotels, anything like that? Well, actually, uh, you know, it's not even just with the casino business, but uh, with my entertainment background, I, I can still see a good show every once in a while and get some good seats. So, uh, uh, you know, it's not necessarily also just the casino industry, but, you know, again, uh, we we all try to to to, to be there for each other. You know, if you're, if you're traveling and you're saying, Hey, I'm going to be stuck here. You, you, you try to call in a, a friend and you may not get a, a free room. You may not get a free food, but uh, you may get a nice, you might get a little bit of a discount every once in a while, you know, depending on, first of all, depending on the type of season and what's going on around the area, you know, 
Any any recommendations on uh, if anyone's going to Vegas, uh, what they should have their eyes on? Completely, completely uh, unrelated to anything marketing or anything we're talking about. Just just a fun Vegas trip. I think uh, the main thing is is to look at the calendar or what's going on in the city at the time. Uh, like I said, uh, there's a lot of huge uh, conferences that come through town, you know, and uh, the the strip gets picked up pretty pretty good on some of those conferences in downtown. So, you know, if you're if you're planning a trip and you're thinking, hey, I I, I want to be kind of uh, out of a crowd, look at the look at the event calendar of the city because uh, living in the city. There's a lot of times that we look at the calendar so we can make sure that we don't go anywhere near the strip too when some of those conferences are going on. Also, there's a Formula One race next year in Vegas. That's that's my uh, hope to, to get over there for that. Um, just a few more questions as we kind of come up to the end of this. Um, if you had to teach anything to other marketers, what would it be? You know, if you're a professor or you have a class in front of you, whatever the situation is, is there anything that you, you know, you would teach to other marketers? Um. You know, first and foremost, uh, I can tell you this, that most of my uh, success and, and the success that we've had, uh, not uh, either being working in the casino or, or even outside on the agency side, um, comes from the fact of having a good team. You know, make sure you get the good team behind you. Um, I, I, I know it kind of sounds cliche sometimes, but the some of the most successful campaigns and programs that I've put together like I said, in, when I was at the casino or, or outside in the agency has because, because of the team that we had uh, to build it. Um, make sure you, you and then the other thing too is, is if you're, if you're going to put a good team like that together is, is putting together good expectations, you know, and, and achievable goals. Don't, don't reach for the sun if you can't hit it. Um, you know, your goals have to be uh, obtainable. Um, and that way then later on you can roll up the sleeves and, and, and sit down and have a drink or dinner with your team and say, yeah, that was a success because you, you've reached the goals that you've actually put out there. Do you have any kind of specific structure uh, of building the goals and then hitting the goals? Well, a lot of it is, is that uh, we do uh, make sure that we, we run pro formas on every, every campaign that we ever put together. Um, you know, and, and I think a lot of that comes from experience that uh, from myself, um, I, I, I actually had all of my GMs I ever worked for in the past all came from finance background. So I, I have a lot of people that laugh about that is that they're like, well, you're the marketing guy. You shouldn't get along with the finance guy. But uh, no, you know, the finance guy wanted to know the numbers and, and, and everything before we launched everything. I mean, we, we made sure it all penciled so we could make sure we could hit the goals that we were looking for. Um, you know, and the other great thing about that, too, is, is after a campaign was ran, we would always run the the post, what we call post formas, uh, to to see how those numbers came out. You know, and, and a lot of times I'd hear some marketing people that I've heard in the past say, "Well, look, we packed the casino floor and it was great." But from my background, it was always why. Well, okay, great, you, you you did it, but why? How? Uh, why was it successful? So we always run those 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 analysis afterwards to make sure that. Uh, uh, we understand why we hit the goals we did or, or exceeded the goals we did and then find out why so that maybe it's maybe it's something we want to shelve and, and bring back later. You know, you, you want to know the reasonings why of why when you want to go look back at for the next year. This may be an awful question, but is there anything that comes to your mind uh, in one of those performers or, or after uh, of why uh, why it was successful? Um, you know, sometimes it was just the campaign itself. Sometimes it was that time of season. Sometimes it was because we hit the right segmentation of players. 
there, there's a lot of different factors that can make it successful. And, and, and you know, I, I don't get me wrong. Let's, I'm not going to say everything was all rainbow and roses. Uh, we have had some campaigns that you, you wondered why it didn't work, but you find out later it was, it was, you know, like a seasonality or it was possibly you hit the wrong uh, demographic of customer that you were looking for. When I look at demographic, it could be uh, a radius. It could be by age. It could be by gender. It could be by uh, play. It could be what style of play. Cause when we talk about style of play, we're looking at different types of machines, different types of games. Maybe we hit the wrong person there. Uh, you got to take all those factors into consideration. And especially when you're doing your pro formers and your post formers. Awesome. Um, and then just a couple more questions. What do you, enjoy, and you can take a second to think about this if you need to. Um, what do you enjoy talking about the most that you normally don't get an opportunity to talk about? Uh, it doesn't have to be marketing. It can, it can be anything. It can be marketing focused and anything you really want. Well, you know, the funny thing is, is, uh, uh one of the things I've always enjoyed and is most creative for me is, has always been putting together the promotions and special events and, and things like that. To me, it's always been the success is watching people walk away with a smile on their face and saying that was incredible. I can't wait until they do another one. Um, of course, then you try to top the next one and you try to top the next one, but those are always the fun ones, you know, and it could be holiday parties. It could be, uh, themed parties. It could be uh, certain concerts that we've put together, certain festivals. Um, those are the, 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 the fun parts for me is because being creative on that side of it, of, of creating something that just is the wow, you know, and again, I want people to walk away with and, and walk away with a smile on their face, you know, and I think that case, that comes back from my entertainment experience. You know, when I was doing shows and concerts and festivals, it was watching, you know, 28,000 people get together and all cheering and laughing and having a great time and knowing that they were having fun. I know some of that depends on the entertainment, but it was the, it was the, it was this blood, sweat and tears you put into the planning and knowing that everybody had a good time. It was smooth and everybody left and it was exciting. Uh, real quick, um, last concert you've been to and best concert you've seen. Oh gosh. Um, there's been so many. Um, you know, I, I, I remember going to, I, now I'm aging myself. I remember going to Pink Floyd concerts and, and just being in wow, you know, when you walked away, cause you were like, how did they get a pig to fly? Um, you know, but, uh, the last concert I was at, uh, gosh, they kind of melt together. Cause it seems like I just go into one after the other. Sometimes I'm there just for a little while, you know, maybe to see some friends. Uh, uh, sometimes I'm there for the whole entire show. Um, gosh, I couldn't even tell you. I mean, there, there's been so many. Any, any on top um, of mind that just you know, not the last one, but maybe recently. I'm I'm just curious. This is a personal thing. Uh, you know, I I saw Nine Inch Nails. Uh, again, a, a fabulous show, an incredible show. Um, you know, you uh, again, your heart stops from the the show itself. Um, in fact, then I've also seen uh uh. Uh, gosh, I've seen everybody. I mean, I've seen Waylon and Waylon and Willie when they were together. I've seen, uh, gosh, you name it. I mean, I, like I said, I, I've seen everything from Neil Diamond and Motley Crue. So I could never tell you it's a, it's been an, an incredible ride. Uh, and then last question, uh, books. Um, you know, do you have any recommendation on any books, business, anything? 
You know, uh, a lot of it I, I pick up of just, you know, uh, blogs. Or podcasts online. or blogs, anything, anything in that category, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of it is just when I'm doing my research, you know, when I'm looking for new trends and, <laughs> excuse me, and new expectations of, of, of trying to find some new 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 ideas. You know, some of my inspiration comes from just blogs and, and online. Um, and I, I can't name this specifically one because there's sometimes it's just a, a small article or maybe it's a small paragraph uh, that I pick up. But, you know, again, marketing is an ever-changing avenue. Um, you know, I, I laugh because I did have someone uh, quite a while back ask me if I'd write a book on casino marketing. And I told him no, because by the time I get to the end of it, hit the period, it's all changed or there's new things and new ideas. I mean, there's, I don't think there's ever going to be a time when someone can say, Hey, I, I wrote a book on, on casino marketing or, or marketing and say that they're, it's an expert book because it's, it's changed by the time it's published. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I would just look online and I think for anybody that's looking for ideas, it's, it's the, the world's at your fingertips with the internet. Yeah, no, well said. Um, and as we come to the end of the episode, I just want to give you an opportunity to mention how people can find you um, and anything else that you want to end with. Uh, you know, they, anyone that wants to look us up, we're at uh, www.cmsgroupinc.com. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on LinkedIn. We're on all social media channels. Um We've had a lot of people that have, you know, found us by researching, you know, for casino marketing. They can find us there, too. Um, anytime they want to reach out, anytime they want to just even discuss or brainstorm. Where, I mean, that's one of the great things is with this company, we've all decided that door is wide open and anybody can call us for any just even ideas. Awesome. Uh, well, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, and with that, I hope everyone has a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Masters in Marketing Agency podcast. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. And before we go, I just want to thank our sponsors, DevNoodle. DevNoodle provides marketing agencies with the ability to offer their clients unlimited website design, build, and management services with fixed monthly plans. If website design, development, and maintenance is holding your agency back from growing, please reach out to us at devnoodle.com, where we make websites easy, easy for you and easy for your clients, devnoodle.com.